dear listeners, this is Trakina Stubotic and welcome to the European Talks, the only podcast in the Western Balkans that focuses mainly on the region's EU perspective. Our guest today is Dubroka Negre, head of the European Investment Bank's office for the Western Balkans. Dear Dubroka, welcome. Good morning and thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being here. Before we go on with this episode, I would like to inform our listeners that the quality of sound of this episode Maybe a bit lower than what is usually the case, as we are still recording remotely due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We've all seen that recently that the EU has announced a significant financial assistance package for the Western Balkans, and the amount is 3.3 billion euros. The aim of this package, uh, as, as I've seen, is to combat the consequences of the pandemic and enable the recovery of the economies in the region. Interestingly, uh, as I've seen, the European Investment Bank uh, sh- shares more than half of this total envisioned sum of 1.7 billion euros. Can you tell us uh, what exactly this assistance would uh, entail? Because for now it's a bit unclear how it should work, work in practice. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, um, as part of our um, discussions and agreement with um, European institutions and um, mainly the European Commission, the European Investment Bank has committed to provide the financial and technical support as well to the Western Balkan countries to mitigate the negative consequences of the pandemic. So, as you said, our financial package encompasses 1.7 billion euros that will be mostly disbursed to the healthcare and SME sectors to address the most urgent issues and deficits. Um, As I said, apart from the financial support, we aim to continue providing technical support and our expertise to develop strategic investment projects that should help the reform of the healthcare sector and to ensure the high level of medical care uh, access to, to all citizens of this region. Um, We would like to continue, uh, and we will continue providing support to the banking sector, Mm -hmm. but also to the local municipalities to recover and address the uh, dependencies. Um, Regarding uh, the difference between this package and other assistance we provide, we basically will enable extended eligibilities and flexibilities for for the healthcare and civil protection projects promoted by the public sector in line with the established national strategies. We also will apply more flexible terms for the approval of dedicated new financing in support of the SMEs, uh, mid-caps and the healthcare sector affected by the pandemic. Uh, DAB will enable also the acceleration of disbursements and signatures of existing transactions. And we will also allow to repurpose uh, some of the existing facilities to support the healthcare um, sector and the private sector. So with all these measures, we want to provide necessary funding to local economies to retain the liquidity and jobs and mm-hmm. to support the modernization and reconstruction of the hospital infrastructure in this region. For example, in Serbia, we are already financing 200 million euros, the construction and modernization of four clinical centers in Belgrade, Kragujevac, Niš and Novi Sad. In Bosnia and Herzegovina, we have financed the construction of the clinical center in Banja Luka and Bjelina, and we will continue with uh, more investments in the health healthcare sector in Republika Srpska. And we would also like to continuing um, investments in the healthcare across the region, and are currently looking into new projects in um, North Macedonia and Montenegro. 
Mm -hmm. uh, I may interrupt you, excuse yes, me. Please. Just, uh, you, you mentioned uh, many projects that you're currently implementing. Are these projects part of the package that we previously mentioned or is it a different thing? Well, basically, we will continue with the existing projects in the sectors, uh, allowing for more flexibility and uh, extended eligibilities and uh, easier disbursement procedures to some mm -hmm. extent. Um, but we will also su support new projects, um, okay. so both in the healthcare and SME sector. To this end, during the pandemic, for example, we have signed new credit lines um, in Bosnia and Herzegovina and Montenegro. We are signing, uh, planning to sign new credit lines in Serbia. Uh, we um, are also, as I said, continuing with um, um, existing healthcare investments and are planning new ones in those countries where we haven't been active in this sector, sectors, as I said, um, uh, in North Macedonia and Montenegro. So it's a combination of the existing facilities and mm -hmm. the new facilities, but the emphasis will be on the support to SMEs because, <clears throat> and mainly the banking sector, because um, banking sector and SMEs uh, will uh, suffer um, definitely from the lack of Upwards, liquidity yeah. and financial resources, but also the healthcare sector in order to strengthen it and make it more resilient for possible future crisis. Uh, as I said, in Serbia, we have started investing in the healthcare sector already in 2005. And mm -hmm. through our investment of already committed 250 million euros, we have helped um, constructed the new clinical center in Niche. Uh, we have helped modernize the Torlak Institute as well as 20 regional hospitals in the past. And I am sure that already through these investments, the healthcare system was able to support the pandemic more easily. Um, Apart from Serbia and Republika Srpska, we haven't had in other countries investments in the health sector and now we are looking into some new projects in order to help also other countries of the region to strengthen their uh, healthcare systems. If I may ask one sub-question regarding Serbia. Recently we've seen that uh, all of the partners of the Western Balkans have applied for macro-financial assistance that the EU uh, proposed but we've seen that Serbia was the only one not to ask for it. Uh, mm -hmm. do, do you think that Serbia will be open to uh, the projects you're offering? Well, Serbia is our long-term partner and we are the long-term partner of Serbia. Um, our investments uh, date over 40 years ago. Um, I think that we are recognized as one of the most important partners when it comes to the capital um, investment projects uh, in variety of sectors because EAB is one of the institutions that can invest equally in transport and energy but also in social sectors be it education health science uh, uh, support to smes so we really have a large scale of eligibilities as long as projects are economically uh, financially and technically feasible um, so i think that um, regardless of serbia's decision to apply for macroeconomic support which is more okay. of a fiscal measure um, i i am uh, confident that we will continue with the plans when it comes to uh, building the future uh, pipeline of public sector projects in Serbia, uh, again, in variety of sectors, uh, because this has been the 
case in the past and there is no reason not to continue doing so. We have a very, very um, favorable um, financing conditions, uh, okay. one of the best uh, in the market in terms of the interest rate, repayment periods. We are non profitable um, organization so we work non for profit um, when working with the states we don't okay. have any fees or any additional charges so if project is delayed for any reason the country has no cost to it which is significant because sometimes projects are delayed for three four years and if there are charges applied it can represent a significant cost um, we um, often um, combine uh, our loans with um, grants um, meaning non-refundable resources, be it from our own institutions or EU resources. Uh, for example, we are financing um, water infrastructure uh, across Serbia and uh, we have provided a grant of 10 million euros combined with our loan of 40 million euros. Um, for example, for the construction of the railway uh, between Niš and Dimitrovgrad, besides our loan of 134 million euros, um, it's combined a new grant that we administer of 73 million euros. So these are the packages that um, very few other institutions can can um, uh, offer. Um, in terms of technical assistance, we are, of course, also the technical bank, meaning we have an in-house expert when it comes to the economic and technical evaluation of projects, but also, also environmental and social. We provide the grants for project preparation. That's the case, for example, with the construction of the sewage uh, system in the municipality of Palilula in the city of Belgrade. We uh, have a grant of over 2.5 million euros for project preparation, which is combined with our loan of 35 million euros. So we are really trying to offer the countries in this region, Serbia, including um, the most favorable financial package in order to uh, support public investments in order to create modern um, infrastructure, right. in order to reform uh, their sectors, in order to align um, its um, procedures and um, its development really social and economic with the 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 rest of the of the EU because this is the aim we are here to support also the accession process through our investments because these countries okay. uh, ultimately um, should become the members of the European Union and thus also the, the 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 shareholders of our institution when we will increase even more our support um, in the in the years to come. That was the case with all other uh, new member states that we have uh, been operating in the past. As you as you see uh, Serbia and other uh, Balkan countries as a future EU member states, uh, I suppose the level of democracy and human rights also matters. Is that part of the conditioning when applying for projects? Well, we are an investment bank and as such we look into investments um, okay. from um, technical, economic, environmental, social point of view. Uh, we are monitoring um, the compliance procedures in our investments, we are monitoring procurement procedures in our investments and are applying the highest um, EU standards and our internal standards which are aligned with the best practices of the, of the European Union and legislation. 
Um, so from that point of view, uh, we are also monitoring the anti-fraud uh, measures or um, the listing of countries um, in international um, ratings, let's say, when it comes to the anti-money laundering um, and terrorism financing and are applying the, the, the highest standards and European standards to, to all these effects. So as, a, as, a, as an investment bank, as I said, we are primarily uh, focused on investments, so evaluating the, the their um, justification, let's say, but also uh, alignment with national strategies, as well as all the compliance procedures that uh, are necessary to be adhered to in accordance with our policies. It appears the way you explained it to be very complicated, but also a very transparent uh, process, which is uh, which has the aim to really develop and, uh, and make uh, the economy sustainable of the country that is applying for the projects. I was asking this because we see a growing number of projects coming, for example, from China, uh, and which do not have such strict uh, conditions. Uh, does uh, the, the fact that Serbia is increasing its cooperation with, for example, countries such as China, Russia, or Turkey, does it change anything in the way you manage your business in Serbia? Well, uh, when it comes to our business, um, for us it's very, very clear in terms of um, evaluation of um, each project that we finance, meaning that um, we, EAB, assesses various criteria uh, related to social, economic, environmental, technical and other aspects and our expert teams conduct those verifications as part of our due diligence process. Mm -hmm. um, in this way, uh, what we try to make sure is that all our projects comply to high standards and they ensure long-term socio-economic impact for the entire population. Right. Uh, of course, following the best EU practices and policies based on human rights and equal opportunities for all is what we proclaim as our principles. Um, that are integrated in all our projects. Um, I could mention the example of the Economic Resilience Initiative that was established in 2016 in response to the call from the European Council to support Western Balkans and uh, Southern neighborhood following the migrant crisis. And the objective of this initiative was to help shift patterns of, of migration and basically to provide support to forcibly displaced populations and vulnerable groups by increasing the resilience of economies um, or transiting regions such as Western Balkans to future shocks. Um, we have, uh, by doing this, um, mobilized finance to support the growth, job creation, vital infrastructure um, in the Western Balkans, so across this region. We have also helped mobilize more than 22 million euros in grants, demonstrating our commitment to help uh, also the financial sustainability of our projects, besides applying the, the highest socio-economic standards. So in a, in a nutshell, what we are trying to do with our partners that need to adhere mm -hmm. to these policies, these procedures, is to really raise their uh, expertise, um, okay. to help them um, apply the, the best standards, policies and procedures in their investments. And this is a kind of also technical uh, capacity building. Um, why and what is the ultimate aim? Well, especially in accession regions, the mm -hmm. aim is to, to help and support these countries in their integration process because by applying the procurement rules that we adhere to, which are in line with the UAE, our partners basically are being uh, trained and um, 
and are developing skills that are needed and they will need in the future if the countries ultimately adhere to the European Union. So this is our this is our role um, as the EU Bank. Um, and you, again, as I may interrupt, you mentioned that you're guiding the countries, you're helping them, assisting them. But then yes. the public hears that uh, statements of the authorities saying that European solidarity does not exist. Does one statement such as this, does it hurt all the things you've done up, uh, up until this point in the eyes of the public? Do you have any media strategy to really better promote the things you've done so far? Mm. Well, our, me, we try to align our, our communication strategies with those of the European Union, the European Commission um, um, mainly. Um, we are also the financial institution, so and we don't have such extensive staff because we have very low cost of operation. So we're really trying to focus on mm. on, on investment projects um, to, to a large extent. But of course, we are aware um uh, that that let's say the 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 the, the um that the messages um of what EU is doing uh should be more emphasized and and, and EU certainly is is trying to to do that we also need the help of our partners in that of course now as it was the case in the past the AB has um supported uh, Serbia and this region in in times of natural disasters and economic crisis uh, we have proved this to be the case in 2012 and 2013 during the financial crisis when, for example, for the SME sector, we have signed a large financial um, 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 support package of 300 million euros. Um, now, we have proved our dedication by continually supporting countries' economic development through uh, either SME loans, uh, but also the reconstruction of vital transport, utility, education, healthcare and, and science infrastructure and so I suppose we... you will continue to do so as we mentioned uh, in a recent webinar which was organized by the European Policy Center and EU delegation to Serbia you were one of the participants and you did mm -hmm. mention that uh, your institution is preparing uh, a long-term support of 2.3 billion euros can you briefly right. touch upon this uh, uh, assistance and maybe what's which sectors of the economy or infrastructure do you plan to support in the future Mm -hmm. Well, basically, our um, aim is uh, to really support all the sectors um, that are eligible for our financing, which really range from um, education, health, uh, science, transport, energy, municipal infrastructure, um, support of industry, uh, support of small and medium-sized enterprises. So really the, the palette is, is really large. Um, our aim is to help um, Serbia and the countries in this region in developing competitive, integrated, sustainable and digital economy and ultimately to improve living standards for all citizens. As I said, we have been doing this for, for the past 42 years. If I can just mention the DAB was back then in the 70s involved in the construction of the uh, Brotherhood and Unity motorway or the Belgrade Bar uh, railway um, line. So we have been here helping this region to, um, again, with most favorable conditions to, to, to develop and to progress. And to these days, it will ultimately be to help align the development um, and na narrow the gap in terms of economic and social development between the EU and this region 
in the accession uh, process. Um, we will be um, focusing on, on many different sectors. In the first phase, as I said, it will be healthcare and SMEs, but we will not forget other sectors. For example, in Serbia, so far, we have been very active in the transport sector to which uh, above 30% of our activities has gone, be it to support the uh, road, railway, air, or inland waterway transport. And so far, we have invested more than 2 billion euros in this sector. In the SME sector, we have so far invested 1.5 billion euros in Serbia. We have um, unlocked 200 million euros into research and development sector, um, creating a, a, a basically long-term platform for the development of uh, um, innovative businesses and advanced science fields. Okay. Um, we will continue with helping uh, to digitalize the, the economy. We are planning uh, soon to sign new investment in Serbia for the school digitalization, enabling the access to internet in all schools across the country. Um, we are preparing... Highly important uh, topics you mentioned and uh, areas that you plan to touch upon and uh, we hope that Serbian authorities will appreciate the assistance you're providing. Dubrovka? We uh, hope so too. <laughs> I would we just like to mention maybe just yes. one last point, yes, which, yes. which is very important. As the EU's climate bank, we would like to help the Western Balkans countries make a green transition towards more sustainable and environmental friendly economies and to help um, energy integration into, into EU market. And so to that end, our expertise will put a disposal to our local partners, um, enabling them to, to develop new projects and, and finance new projects in the areas of renewable safe, efficient and green energy supply. I think it's a highly relevant topic and I just want to wanted to mention it for the end. I think it's a great thing you mentioned, especially as the green agenda hasn't been really on our agenda here in Serbia. Is Indeed. there anything else you, you, you would like to touch upon before we end this episode? Uh, I would like really to use this opportunity and thank you for having had me in this discussion that I had, have enjoyed very much and I wish you a good work and a good continuation in future postcards. Thank you very much. It was really lovely to talk to you, Tubrovka. Uh, we hope to stay in touch uh, in the future as well. Dear listeners of this podcast, this was Dubrovka Negren, head of the European Investment Bank office for the Western Balkans. Thank you for listening and bye for now.